Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, welcome to Never Otter Even Presents the Friday Funhouse Podcast. Uh, I am your commissioner of the What Rhymes with Puck Fantasy Hockey League and horribly unreliable content creator, AJ. And I am thrilled to be coming to you at 9.45 p.m. on a Friday night or 10.45 p.m. I'm not really sure as my two Lenovo laptops seem to be arguing over whether daylight savings time is a real thing or not. Uh, speaking of having two Lenovo devices, uh, I opted for reasons I can no longer remember, but probably have to do with concerns over abusing the company VPN, to use my personal laptop for podcast purposes instead of my work laptop. Since I've stopped playing Diablo 2, I rarely break out the personal laptop, except for when I'm podcasting. So it sits nice and tidy on a corner of my desk, charger placed neatly upon it, waiting for me to jog out to the mound, raise my left arm, and call for my digital relief pitcher. Of course, when it's time to bring Lenovo number 2 into the game, uh, my whole desk turns into a fucking game of hide-and-seek as I start to look for all of the adapters I need to hook up my monitors and charger and mouse and keyboard. And for fuck's sake, man, I, I mean, there's two Lenovo ThinkPads manufactured barely two years apart, and all the ports changed like the new version popped out of Mommy, and she never called it special. So it went to a fucking tattoo parlor and started getting modded so girls would notice them. Like... I get we'll never live in a world of universal adapters. I mean, despite the fact that the first fucking letter in USB means universal. But who the fuck decided that the new version of Lenovo's would switch their monitor ports from mini display and VGA to HDMI and USB-C? And the new version wouldn't include an Ethernet port, so I'll have to buy a $90 adapter to convert my wired internet from CAT6 to USB-C. And... Of course, the charging port is no longer whatever the fuck you'd call the old version, but it's also USB-C now. I mean, fuck me, man. Every time I swap laptops, I have to go scrambling, looking for the little adapter cables I rarely use. And it's even harder after my month-long hiatus. But all of that aside, uh, we are back, and uh, while better... Well, not really better than ever, uh, apparently I'm as bitter as ever, uh, which plays right into this week's episode, where I'll take a quick look at COVID in Canada while offering a breakdown of round one of our league playoffs. Uh, but please note that I use the term breakdown super liberally in this case, but stick around. So, uh, what's happened since I last produced any content? Um, you might be wondering where the hell I've been. Uh, well, you know, my first loss in uh, week nine actually sent me into a depressive spiral. And I've been self-medicating with exercise, sunshine, and sleeping until noon on weekends. Um, so, you know, I, I have to say life's been pretty terrible. Um, as my team is finishing the season going 1-4, and four, I've been blissfully ignoring the downfall because stopping to acknowledge it would only fuel my rage. And there is so much rage. Um, I don't really count Week 9 in my rage, to be honest. Uh, my team put up a stout 134 points, but uh, was bested by David's JT Millers when they put up 13 goals and 24 assists on their way to a 153-point week. I mean, both sides are paid to play, and sometimes your opponent comes out hot and puts up the best score in the league. There ain't shit you can do about it. Uh, but from week 10 on, uh, shit just got really dumb. Um, March 22nd, the first day of week 10, uh, started a period of COVID shittiness on my roster that cost me at least one game. From week 10 of the season through today, there have been 36 NHL games that have been postponed. Uh, 25 of those games have been between U.S.-based teams and 11 between Canadian-based teams. If you haven't really been paying attention, the NHL, or rather the sovereign nations that have teams in the NHL, are not allowing teams to travel internationally for play this year. 
Um, it sounds like there have been far more U.S. cancellations when you look at that 25 to 11 breakdown. But you have to consider that there are 24 NHL teams that reside in the United States. So 25 canceled games between 24 teams. That's about one postponed game per team, right? There are only seven NHL teams in Canada, meaning that there have been about 1.6 postponed games per team. But that doesn't even really fully describe the effect on my team specifically, uh, which is sort of an interesting sidebar to consider. Um, and our only little tangent of the day, uh, just a tiny border away in Canada, things are very different than they are in the U.S. right now. Uh, here in the U.S., once you have your first vaccine dose, right, you're pretty much guaranteed your second one. They schedule a follow-up appointment right then and there, 21 days later for Pfizer, 28 days later for Moderna. It's just set up super nice. Once you have the first one, you're guaranteed your second one. Canada is super different. Uh, as CTV News Canada is reporting, the delay between doses in Canada is expected to be less than four months as their vaccine supply increases. This is an improvement in their current condition. Their situation is leading to a reduction in the time between their vaccinations that's going to be less than four months. So here in the U.S., you get your first dose, you're going to get your second one within that month. In Canada, they're having to stretch their doses out. They just don't have as many vaccines there. Um, you look at it further, in the U.S., there's been 219 million doses of the vaccine administered already, with 89.2 million people, or 27.2% of the population, being fully vaccinated. Canada has only administered about 5% as many vaccines overall, at 11.2 million, with less than 1 million people, or only about 2.6% of their population, actually being fully vaccinated. There's some debate in Canada going on right now about whether or not the efficacy of the actual vaccine is effective if you delay the time between the doses, right? Your first dose would be today, your second dose being four months later. Is that an effective way to actually vaccinate people? But they just don't have enough doses to get that second injection in in a timely manner. And so they're really just in a, a fuck it, we've got to risk it sort of situation. Uh, WebMD Health News uh, discussed the, the newest wave in Ontario, uh, you know, where the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs play. Uh, on April 8th, Ontario declared a state of emergency for the third time and began a 28-day stay-at-home order for residents, for example. The order closes in-person shopping at any non-essential retailer, prohibits indoor and outdoor dining at restaurants and bars, and shutters gyms, hair salons, and nail salons. I mean, here in the States, even when it was at its worst, outdoor dining was still a thing. I mean, obviously, during the winter months, nobody wants to sit outside and freeze for a plate of wings. But, you know, during the summer last year, even during the height of COVID, people would still go outside and, and, and you know, eat. Um, so it's crazy to see that even, you know, well past a year after this, this epidemic started, Canada is still suffering the way that it's suffering. Uh, Ashley actually has a vendor that she works with who lives in Ontario near Toronto. And he said that the stores have entire non-essential areas roped off. Like you can go into a store, but you can't get into certain areas within that store because it's non-essential and therefore illegal to shop that section. They have curfews in place. They have neighbors who will call the cops on you if you have guests past your visiting hours. Um, he was telling her how when his fiance's family wants to visit, he has to have them park in some random place far away, and then he goes and picks them up and smuggles them into his home so that they can visit over the weekend. In a way, I'm, I'm suddenly very grateful for all those psycho-Americans who are anti-mask, anti-lockdown, and anti-microchip in my arm vaccine. Um, if it weren't for all these stubborn assholes, this country wouldn't have panicked and realized that we have to get people vaccinated ASAP or we're going to be caught in this shit forever. 
Um, if we were a polite society like Canada, we'd all still be patiently waiting for our vaccines while plotting like bank robbers just so visiting family members can stay overnight. Uh, I, I'm only going to say this once and never again, but, you know, may, maybe we should thank God Trump whipped all those crazy rednecks into a frenzy, I guess. Anyway, um, of those 11 postponed games in Canada that I referred to previously, uh, six of those games have actually involved the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, full Copetard is a very invested in Edmonton. Uh, my best forward, two of my best defensemen, and one of my best goalies all play for that squad. And those four players uh, per game, when you combine them, they average 15 points per game, which means that over those four weeks, uh, my team sacrificed 90 points from Edmonton game alone. Edmonton games alone. Uh, add in my defensemen who play for Vancouver and Winnipeg, who combined have had nine games postponed, and altogether I've lost 112 points in those four weeks to postpone games, or about 28 points per week. Um, I can't help but feel like I would have won at least one more game with some of those extra points, uh, but I didn't really go so far as to explore what specific days those postponements fell on or if it impacted my opponent or any of that stuff. But still, I mean, logging in and seeing PPD on your best players you know, list just gets really old really fast it's super painful and it just makes it really hard to stay invested i mean you you log in you want to see your best players perform and your best players have to take an entire week off because you can't manage a pandemic in their country but anyway uh extra frustrating as this was all happening uh i, I was falling out of the number one spot in the league right um Given that winning my division guaranteed me second place, and it still got me a buy in the first round of the playoffs, that may not seem like a huge deal, except for when you looked at the landscape and you realized who the number three team in the league was going to be, the most terrifying team in the league, uh, Dave Young's Cellar Dwellers. Um, yeah. Despite finishing 9-4 and four and two games behind the number one team in the league, uh, Weez and the Juice, uh, Dave posted a league-high 1,905 points this season. Uh, 35 points ahead of the next closest team, which was me. Uh, to put that in perspective, only two teams actually scored over 1,800 points this season. The number one team in the league didn't even hit that 1,800-point threshold during the regular season. And Dave was over 1,900 points. Um, and, and those two teams that scored over 1,800 points are going to be facing off in the second round of the playoffs. So, you know, that's the benefits of being the number one seed. Uh, lucky Jacob, I suppose. Uh, the Cellar Dwellers own three of the league's top 10 skaters and four out of the top 15. And, I mean, additionally, he has two of the top 10 goalies. He's averaging 136 points per game this season and is on pace for well over 140 in the first round of the playoffs. Not that his opponent was really a pushover. I mean, he's facing off against Melissa this week, and she was 3-6 and six after Week 9 and a long ways away from the playoff picture. But she rallied hard in the last four weeks, uh, won four straight. She averaged more than 120 points per game in that time frame. And, I mean, she defeated me along the way, but we talked about how crappy my team's been the last four weeks. Um, oddly, though, she's accomplished this feat with only one skater in the top 25 and only one top 25 goalie, which I don't even know how that's possible. Like, you would think that she'd need a stronger roster to pull that off. Um I was kind of scratching my head and hopeful like Yahoo had something that would tell me, you know, more recently who's in the top. And it does. Yahoo's actually got a, um, a last 30 days feature when you're looking at player uh, statistics. And so, yeah, I went and broke it down for the last 30 days thinking that I'd find something dramatic. Like maybe Melissa's players were suddenly performing, you know, out of their minds in the last 30 days to help her go on this run. But in reality, nothing's changed. Uh, in the last 30 days, she still only has one of the top 25 skaters. Um, though she does get an additional goalie in the top 25 in that time frame. 
but really I'm, I'm kind of confused as to where this is coming from. Um, you know, but she seemed to be one of the scarier teams in the last four weeks. And, and now I get to sit back and watch Godzilla versus Kong, uh, knowing that I get the winner of this matchup. I really want to say like, fuck you COVID, but I kind of owe my league win last year to COVID. Um, so I guess the good COVID giveth and the good COVID taketh away. Um, I kind of have to live with the good and bad in that instance. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, though, uh, Jessica's lamenting the fact that she and David have to play each other in round one, but I'm not exactly sure why she's upset. Um, of all the matchups she could have had in round one, I, I'm not sure who she would have rather played. Everybody coming in at that point was super hot. Uh, not that Jess would have been a pushover in any sense anyway. I mean, she's 3-1 and one of the last four. She's averaging a stout 138 points per game. Uh, but a lot of that in that time period is on the back of a monster 175-point Week 12, right? That's going to skew her average, you know, a little bit higher. Uh, Jess only has two skaters in the top 25, and as much as I've mocked her for overpaying for Sidney Crosby, he actually turned out to be the best player on her roster, uh, coming in at ninth overall um, in, for skaters so far this season. But in the last 30 days, Crosby has actually, you know, upped his, upped his productivity pretty nicely. Uh, he's actually been the sixth most productive skater. Uh, but really the big surprise um, the last 30 days has been Mika Zibanejad, uh, who's been the third best player in the league over that time frame. I mean, again, you have to look at the fact that there's been so many Canadian cancellations and you've got Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, you know, up there playing in Canada, which makes some room for other players to jump into that top five. But still, uh, having Mika, you know, coming on hard at the end of the season, she has to be happy with that. Uh, Jess also brings two of the top 10 goalies and Tristan Jari and Simeon Varlamov uh, to the party as well. So uh, maybe I can see why she wouldn't be excited to play her husband in round one. I mean, if they were on opposite sides of the bracket, they'd have double the chance to bring the title back to the Johnson household. Or maybe she realized that over the last four weeks, uh, David's JT Millers have actually been pretty close to the best team of these four teams playing in the first round. Uh, Jess has averaged 138 points in the last four weeks, but David went 3-1 and one over that period, averaging 144 points per week, and only one point fewer than uh, Dave Young. So um, the JT Millers have been have been scary, to say the least. Um, better, better than Jess and Melissa, obviously, the JT Millers have had three skaters in the top 25. Uh, and much like Jess uh, and her massive overpay with Sidney Crosby, um, David's massive overpay and Alex Govechkin actually ended up being his best player on his roster as well. Uh, so, you know, at least, you know, comparatively, they got some productivity out of him. Uh, David also brings two top 25 goalies to the mix, uh, including the second best goalie, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, but what David doesn't have at this moment uh, on Friday night, somewhere between 10-15 and 11-15, um, is much of a prayer. Uh, his, his powerhouse roster finds itself down nearly 40 points already. And they're projected to lose this round 126 to 91. So maybe the real frustration for Jess is what's waiting on the other side of this matchup. Um, as the number one team in the league, three-time champion, well-known for his playoff lineup, add drop optimization, Jacob and Weezing the Juice of Await. Um, you know, and it just really feels like it comes down to this every year, right? Uh, we're, we're right back here, uh, you know, with the age-old question, who's going to beat Jacob? Uh, the African ginger who apparently knows more about hockey than any of us, even though he's too busy to do anything other than work and parent. Uh, it honestly makes no fucking sense, but but that's that's what we've got. Uh, so it looks like round round two of the playoffs is going to feature the number one seed, um, Jacob, taking on uh, Jess has been there, done that. 
And uh, then the number three seed, uh, Dave Young Cellar Dwellers, taking on the number two seed, uh, Full Copetard. Um, so it should be it should be a monster. I mean, I think we can all agree that that we want a clean, straight up matchup with no postponed games. Everybody plays best players against best players, and you know, may anybody but Jacob win. We'll be back. And that is it. Uh, neat and tidy with only minimal tangents. Uh, good luck to everybody in Canada with COVID. I, I hope you guys survive and I hope they let you um, shop for all of your non-essentials soon. Um, life must be getting tough up there in Ontario uh, without your lingerie and um, you know your jelly beans. I, I don't know what qualifies as essential items if I'm being honest with you. Um, so I don't think we really experienced that so much here in the States. Uh, and, and of course, good luck to everybody in our league, uh, with the exception of Jacob in round two of the playoffs. Uh, I do find it a bit funny that Dave Young invited me to his baseball league last year. And even though I barely watched a game in two years, I, I won the league, uh, you know, obviously asterisk included with the strike or with the COVID shortened season. Uh, now this year he's in, you know, in a perfect position to win our league despite the fact that he does not follow hockey at all. I mean, we won't talk about his keeper picks that set him up for success and all that, but, you know. I will say I fucked him over a little bit, though, uh, on the fantasy baseball front this season, as he asked me twice if I wanted to be in the league. And I kept putting it off, uh, responding, until one day someone said that they were going to be in the office today because it was Royals opening day. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize the season was starting. Literally thought that as he was sending me messages, I had time, I had time, and I'd just, you know, respond to him tomorrow, whenever. Baseball wasn't starting for, you know, whenever. But, I mean, I mean that just goes to show you, I'm, I'm the worst sports fan ever, apparently. Uh, and a pretty terrible friend, too. I mean, I should seriously get business cards with terrible friend testimonials printed on it. I mean, just something really nice and easy that I can carry around with me. Somebody walks up and says, hey, man, want to come to my barbecue? Just flip that fucker out, hand it to him. Little card says, Anthony and I spent a summer fishing and going to baseball games together. Then I didn't talk to him for three years. He's a piece of shit. Or, Anthony and I used to go bowling with other work friends. Then he chose his volleyball friends over us, and I haven't seen him in five years. That one's kind of a true fact. Um... Yeah, I'm super looking forward to this wedding that I'm going to tomorrow where I'm going to see at least three people I haven't talked to in like five years when they stop playing volleyball and some other contentious bullshit happened. Um, I, I mean, I can just see the conversation now. One of them is going to walk up to me and be like, so what have you been up to? I just want to reach in my pocket, pull out a terrible friend testimonial, hand it to them and shrug, you know? Now I'm pissed off I didn't have this idea three weeks ago and there's still time to get these things printed. But that's it for me, folks. Uh, have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon.